few a few lines from the altar of Nevardik. This was like Girsa the Ankusa growing up <coughs> growing up hearing my Rebbe. So this safer just came out from my Rebbe's Torah. But in this safer has the exact quotes from the Altar of Nevardik. And then it has my Rebbe's observations on them. I am gonna read to you the altar and then maybe we'll we'll talk about it for a few minutes. I want to read to you a little what the Altar Nevardik says. <clears throat> In a way, the truth is dangerous. All truth is dangerous. All truth can be abused. You'll hear how dangerous truth is from this very sheer of the Altar Nevardik. I want to discuss it in a reasonable and rational way. Oh, there it is. Thank you. Thank you, I wanna. I would like to read to you a few paragraphs of Madrega Sodom from the Altar of Nevardik as follows. For the Torah and man become one, the Torah must perfect the person to such a degree that all his actions and deeds will be completely in line with the Torah, without deviation to the right or the left. This should be such a degree that if we were to write down all of a person's actions, we would produce a complete Torah. The only difference in the Torah and the story of his actions would be the breath of life within the latter. For a man who lives according to the Torah is actually a living Torah. All that is written in the Torah he brings to life. He formulates himself and modifies his personal traits according to what the Torah demands of him. He becomes in the Torah's hands like material in the hands of the craftsman. Thus it does not suffice to draw from the Torah only its intellectual aspects, for Torah is not given to man to merely sharpen his mind. Rather it makes much greater, higher and more essential demands upon him. That's one, one quote, an exact quote of the Altar of Nevardik. Now listen further. At a time where the man shall be in this state, where the Torah becomes one with him and is internalized in his soul, he will not be in conflict with himself, just as the Torah does not have any part that contradicts another in it. But if you will acquire only the wisdom of the Torah, person will have chachmasat Torah, and the person himself will remain a separate entity from his wisdom. He has knowledge, but he remains a person who's not refined and elevated, does not take the lessons of Torah to remake himself. Aside... No, 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 much worse. I won't get you sick. I won't get you sick. Two minutes. Let's two minutes. Rabbi Sai, I want to welcome. It's a schos for us. There's a yid from Eretz Yisrael who, for years and years and years, has been helping get and grow, helping get and get close to Hashem. It's my schos to welcome the Friedman back home. Yeah.
What I'm learning now with, with you is he'll understand Menachem Wiener and the other half is so we will apply it ourselves. So he came in the middle. I wanted to be finished with this when he walked in, but bear with me. If he will acquire only the wisdom of Torah, if a person will study the wisdom of Torah and the person himself will remain a separate entity from his wisdom, aside from the fact there will be two opposites in one container, his knowledge will become a deadly poison for him. That's the altar of Nevardik. The Torah will become a poison for him. The altar of Nevardik says this. That if a person's wisdom and the person are not connected, he is not humble enough to try to remake himself to the Torah. This is a very subtle thing. Any Rebbe you will learn by, <coughs> it will look like he remade himself to the Torah because he will teach you what he's strong at. So you'll say, he keeps the exact Torah he says. He says the Torah that he is. So it's a very subtle and sensitive thing. It's a very real, you have to ask yourself the question powerfully. I know Talmidei Chachamim that are bad people. That's a fact. That, to my mind, that's a fact. Most Talmidei Chachamim are wonderful people. And this is already the Altum Nevardik says, that if the wisdom you have, the Torah you learn remains a separate entity from who you are. The person hasn't changed, hasn't developed, hasn't pushed himself to be mevatal according to the Torah, change according to the Torah. He, he hasn't been willing to do that. Besides that it's bad, you have a lot of strife inside of yourself. These people get very bad back pains. The knowledge hurts them. The, the altar of Nevaradik says that they have two containers in one vessel. They have a lot of truth in them and a lot of sheker. They've never overcome Midas things to really mold their character according to the Torah. They're brilliant. They're very smart. In most wisdom, smartness is a leg up. In Torah, sincerity is worth a million times more than smartness. It's not close. Because you could be brilliant if you don't have sincerity, then the Torah itself, his knowledge will become, there's a quote from the Altar of the Maradik. I'll read it in the language he wrote it, and the Gras says the exact same words. His chachma will be turned around to a deadly poison. Precious Tyre, it's, so, it's difficult to read these words because Tyre, which is so precious, which is which is our life, but for the person who's not sincere enough to remake himself to the Tyre, He's too haughty, he's too smart, he's too knows the truth. He knows everything. He's very sure of himself. He's not willing to say, maybe I'm wrong. You meet people like this. They have no sense of maybe I'm wrong. In, in discussions they have, I'm thinking a lot about guys moving to Eretz Yisrael. If you find a person like this, don't become a Talmud. If he's too sure of himself in ways that get you suspicious... 
the sight of a humble person who clearly, in a, in a way of humility, is sincere enough to work on himself that you sense this person has remade himself through Tyra, has worked on himself, has changed himself through the Tyra. But if a person remains separate entity from his wisdom, he has wisdom, but he's always been a smart man and knows better. Aside from the fact that the two opposites in one container, his knowledge will become a deadly poison for him. I want to read a gra that the altar of Navarre quotes. There's a pasuk in Dvarim, it calls Torah katal lechi, yerid katal lechi, like the dew, my lechi, my lekach, the Torah, the lekach toiv, should drip like dew. <coughs> the Torah drips like rain. <coughs> Says the Gra as follows. The nature of Torah is like the nature of rain. Rain sustains everything. If rain falls on poisonous substances, something poisonous will grow. And if rain falls on beneficial plants, more of that will grow. The Torah has the same effect on a person. If a man seeks only what his desire show him, then the Torah will cause his desire to broaden and deepen more and more. But regarding someone who wants to improve his character, for him the Torah becomes a life-giving potion, and he, should be, he shall be built from it. And by necessity, a person must pursue actions that fulfill the Torah's commands in order to be saved from the danger of the Torah becoming a deadly poison. So the Gra as well says that Torah is like rain, precious, precious Torah, the greatest mitzvah by miles. The reason I said today is a dangerous topic is because Torah is the greatest mitzvah we have. Our biggest obligation, the greatest thing we can do on this planet is learn Torah. The Kedusha of all the mitzvahs combined, the Nef Shechayim teaches us. We say every morning, Talmud Torah, Kineged Kulam. But to know how far that goes, the greatest mitzvah, all the mitzvahs, the Kedusha they give us combined. A mitzvah elevates us, Mekadesh us. All the mitzvahs combined, 612, the Kedusha, does not come to the Kedusha Torah gives a person. That's a quote from the Nef Shechayim in Shar Gimel, Aisyud Gimel. That's, a, that's what he says. So we're talking about Torah, the most precious mitzvah in the world, the most precious thing a human being can do. The most precious relationship to Hashem we could have is through Torah. It's the highest state of Yid is a son of Hashem. He says, You are becoming a son to the Av when you learn Torah. So it's dangerous for anybody here. We must learn Torah. But at the same time, the importance of working on our midas and making sure that we are molding ourselves towards the Torah, we're moving ourselves. I want a bacher as he learns. It bothers me more as a bacher is learning if he has wild movements or wild motions in the base medrash. It, is, it has to be in proportion with his learning of Torah that he's more cautious about other matters. There's a true story, right? Oberlander could say, Edus, he was there when it happened. A Bacher applied to the yeshiva a few years ago, and I don't like turning anybody down. He was off the charts in learning, and his midas were extremely difficult. Extremely. And I told the father, I've, I have serious concern about it. So the father said to me, I don't, he was piping mad. He said, in office, I said it away from the son, my concerns. So he was piping me. He said, you mean to tell me if my son was worse in learning, you would take him? I said, yes. Yeah. If he was weak in learning, I would take him in. I was honest. So he said, this is crazy. It's a disadvantage. He's good in learning. I said, yes. 
said the yeshiva that we have, every guy knows to grow and learn in course. It costs. Your son is unaware of this. Now it's funny, I told this man this, and then my Rebbe said, for this going back, you can ask my Oberlin, it's exactly what happened. I ended up not taking the kid. And I just felt that who he was would have hurt the yeshiva a lot. Because everybody in the yeshiva knows there's a cost. You learn, your midas have to improve. Not because Torah does that to a person, but your own responsibility. In being a learner of Torah, Torah, you're taking a powerful tool. You must, you must own up to what you're taking. It's, it's like a guy t- learning to drive a car. If you get a car, you have to take the courses to learn how to handle the car. You can't have a license and not know how to drive the car. You'll, you'll kill people. If you have Torah, Torah is the most potent weapon in the world. If you don't work on your midas, a, a, a ben Torah acts like that, you're a chil Hashem. There's many, many problems with that. That's like an essential of the yeshiva, that as hard as I work on Torah, I work on my own self to bend to the Torah. I want to be a bend Torah. And it's difficult, but that's part of the process deeply understood in the yeshiva. I can't tell you what it meant to me. In the last few weeks, somebody got me the Sefer. I'm like, when you learn by your Rebbe, you don't remember everything he told you. You know it, but you don't remember that he told it to you. It's seared deeply in you. I was a little kid. I promise you, this is not, not, not dramatic, anything dramatic. When I was a youngster, I don't know why, I would hear speeches from my Rebbe. My father was always surprised even. I would hear speeches and I was drawn to him. I was drawn. In high school, you don't like speeches. My Rebbe spoke. I was drawn to what he said. I just felt this man gets and he speaks the truth. And I'm reading the Sefer and he describes this. I, do you, it's amazing you're making a decision on whether you're accepting a kid who's knowledgeable and tired. It's a big plus. I, I'm, I have a weak spot for smart people. My whole life, my best friends are very brilliant. I have a weak spot. A guy's smart. I like him better. I just like intelligence. It's just, it's something I like, I enjoy. Morty Weinberg has a brother who's just bright. He's so much fun to be around. He's, an, he's a big mind, it's geschmack. And this kid was clearly bright, and he came from the system. He knew a lot. So it's like, great for the yeshiva. He's good in learning. That, you know, it's good in learning. But there was no responsibility. I can't describe how deep it was. To him, there was no... So I want to read to you what I read from my Rebbe recently. And it's like unbelievable what he put in my... I don't know if I heard this when I was eight. I grew up hearing him and being attracted every time he spoke. I was eight. I was sitting by Shalashudas, just finding myself waiting for my Rebbe to speak. And then in high school, then Beis Medrash. So I want to read to you something that he wrote here. <coughs> Listen to this. What transforms the Torah? Till now, everything I read was directly from the altar of Nevardik. I am now switching over to my Rebbe right there. But even what I read to you from Alta Nevardik, I just wanted to read it to you the way I remember from my Rebbe. Now I am quoting Rebbe Yehuda Kilson, quoting my Rebbe. Yes, this is all how Torah works. This is how the transmission of Torah works. But let me read this to you. What transforms the Torah into poison for an unworthy person? When the Torah collides with a brick wall of resistance in a person's heart, the Torah poisons him. He would have been better off as an ignoramus. With the sharpness and knowledge gained from the Torah, 
He weaves crooked webs of trickery to justify his corrupt actions. In this way, he locks himself into his flaws and temptations and refuses to let the Torah influence or improve him. So the powerful ways of Torah pounding against this wall inside his heart leave him warped and twisted. Similarly, medication is a double-edged sword. Medication, listen, my Rebbe is martial with medication. A person comes down, you see page 38? A person comes down with an infection. And the, doctor, and the doctor prescribes, I cannot pronounce that medicine, Shlom Zalman, give it to him. We used to, then I just don't have Eromycin or something, I haven't heard that. Azithromycin. Is it Azithromycin? That's how to say it? Where is it? I don't know, I see it yet. Oh, erythromycin. Okay, zithromycin. That's good, too. A person comes down to affection, a doctor prescribes medicine. He starts taking it and feels completely better after four days. But says on the bottle that you must complete the full course of ten days. Why? You'd rather save them for next time. They're better a dollar and a half a pill. But if you do not finish the prescription, there might be a few remnants of bacteria left in you. And now they're doubly dangerous because they were hardened by having survived the first doses of medication. If the infection returns, it's even more dangerous since it evolved in reaction to the medication you took. Taking medicine improperly is worse than not taking at all because the medicine itself becomes a deadly poison. Torah contains these two potentials. If it becomes a part of you, it purifies and beautifies your personality. The Torah is not supposed to smother and stifle your personality, leaving you a morose shell of a person. It wants to bring out all your qualities in their pristine form, as long as you approach it with the correct perspective for practical application. On the other hand, if a person sees Torah only academically, then it will toughen all the negative traits within him, putting them beyond the reach of improvement. I know people who were exposed to many Mamari Chazal when they were young, and now they are unable to appreciate them. They were not ready at the time for Chazal's wisdom to impact them, and now they are ruined and entirely non-observant. Once they became jaded with Torah and Yiddishkeit, there was nothing left to inspire them or bring them back. They already knew everything, but they didn't understand any of it. The mother of a Talmud in yeshiva grew up in a very firm neighborhood, and now she could not be convinced to allow her son to become a ben Torah. Had she grown up somewhere else, she might have been reception, receptive, but now I had no chance. I cannot teach her. She was going to teach me. That was her mindset. Everything she had learned became an armor impregnable to Torah. <clears throat> so that's what my Rebbe himself was like describing, something that I witnessed that I was extremely scared of in a guy who was, who was a guy, who, and, and, and my goal is not to turn anybody away as much as I can, but I was frightened by somebody, and I tried to like see after I met with the father and told him my worries that maybe the kid would understand. Maybe he'd get what I mean, that, that learning Torah and knowing Torah creates responsibilities. You have something powerful. But I was scared he'd be the best in the class and me this rat just... It was, it was dangerous. Every, it's something that's so important in yeshiva as I'm learning and growing. Responsibility to what I'm acquiring and the responsibility of really molding myself and allowing myself to be molded into that clay that's proper to hold the Torah. To me, there are two points. Certainly, certainly, never as an excuse not to learn Torah. And the altar, Nevaradik says, your bekeevah's fear to learn Torah was this. We learned Yekiva didn't learn Torah. You look, what was wrong with the guy? He says Yekiva was scared. 
You have to understand that Rekiva's Teva was, he had a bad nature. He said he wanted to bite every Talmud Chacham he saw, which means his nature was against Torah. So he said to himself, it's going to be a Sama Mavis. He, the Grah said it, Rekiva was way before the Grah. Rabbi Kiva was a very smart man. It says he was Chazla Talmud, it means he had learned once and given it up. He had given up learning. The Lashon is he was Chazal Talmudai. He had given up learning. And Rabbi Kiva left learning because of this precise point. He said, I don't want... He understood that if I have Torah, I have to match it with my behavior. I have to... You, you can't have Torah and present Torah and be a carrier of Torah. It's powerful. So Rikiva was afraid. I remember, Rabbi Say. There's a guy who's not, I don't believe is yet from, the last I checked in. A guy was extremely close from Europe. And this guy, I remember him bawling to me that he was doing terrible things. And he had a sense, Torah will never change me. It's not going to change my inside. And he understood this. He understood this. He came from a world we shared the same Rebbe. He came from Raipera as well. He understood that to be Torah I have to live up to it. He understood it well, that to be a Tyradic a person, to, to learn precious Tyra, I have to become a Ben Tyra. And it frightened him, I'll never be a Ben Tyra, much like Rabbi Kiva was frightened. We read this, hey, and Rabbi Kiva thought he couldn't learn what, he needs to see Kalvachimers, any intelligent person knows, if somebody works very hard at math, he can become a big mathematician, and at science, a big scientist. Anything you study, you can know, Rabbi Kiva somehow needs like a whole Kalvachimer, he needs to see water penetrate a rock. What was felt? What, what was missing in his life to just understand that if you work hard at something, you can get it. It's not. It's not complicated. Anybody knows it. Rekiva was precisely worried about his insides, and he was precisely worried about this grah that if the insides are not being perfected, I'll carry tyrant. It'll be dangerous. It'll be a sama mavas. I'll be a dangerous man. Better I remain an ignoramus. And of course, he saw that and was mechuzik, that keep dropping it on yourself and his entire rutzen in going back to learning was the focus that I want my insides to be, trained, to, to be changed. Wow. That's what I want. Now, a person like that is going to put in the effort and the tefillah and the work. I want my insides. It takes a lot of humility. Do you want your insides changed? Do you want, are, you, are you willing to be that humble? Are you willing? There are plenty of people whose process of terror... Reb Bowman, I once looked at a Sefer, and the introduction to the Sefer was a letter from Reb Bowman. If you knew Reb Bowman, he's one of my five heroes in the world. And Reb Bowman was an Ish MS, was a man of truth. He was passionately truth. I used to leave the mirror Wednesdays to hear him. I loved his balance, that he was an intellectual and he was Hasidish. I loved the balance. He was a fire. You ever heard Reb Bowman, right, Max? Ever filed? You would have loved him. A, a, a fire of a human being. He was a, ser- yeah, he was a serious intellectual human being. Serious, like a, but a heavyweight. Me and Yaakov, we talk about this. My, in America today, the, the intellectual heavyweight I follow is of Aaron Feldman. You, read his art, you have to read his article, you should meet him. He's an intellectual mighty. He's a heavyweight. His, his, his observations on things, his honesty... We're lucky, the Jewish people in America are lucky to have the Ner Yisrael Rashid. He's an intellectual, read articles and essays, check up things on him. Everything he says is stored out, honest. He's like, we're, we have a spokesperson that we're so lucky to have. It's amazing. The last couple of years I've gotten into him, I was at a meeting, we gathered Manalim to speak to us. 
to describe. Some people were missing the boat, like it was like it was like two year olds with like a. It, it was like, and some people got it. He's just he's an intellectual powerhouse. So, Reb Bowman was this powerhouse, but such a heart. He would say Klal Yisrael, he'd start crying. Just the Jewish people, he loved the Jewish people. Amazing Yid. He started a community in Eretz Yisrael. He had this dream. A few people have had this dream <coughs> to make like the perfect community. People can work like a Hersheyan model. It's called Nachliel in Eretz Yisrael. It lasted eight years, ten years. A very interesting Yid, Reb Bowman. Eventually ran into financial problems, but it was a very good idea. The Kitzers, Reb Bowman writes in an introduction to a guy, Sefer, People, you find the funniest things in askamas. <coughs> At the beginning of Svarim, the something called askama means in a probation in English. It means they're agreeing to the sefer. Every once in a while, you'll see that askama rips the sefer, and the guy just wasn't sophisticated enough to notice that the one who wrote askama didn't approve of his book. If you read them well, you s- so this sefer. The Reb Bowman writes that the test of every book is two things can happen by Torah. Torah can penetrate somebody's mind and reteach him and just let him think. And you learn a Rashi. Rashi can teach you. Well, you teach Rashi. You take all your ideas, you stop them. And, but Rebbe, Rashi, why are you teaching Rashi? Let Rashi teach you. Let him teach you. Relax. What's Rashi saying? What is he real? When you learn, don't jump for Chidushim. This is the biggest Chidush. Jump what Rashi, the Chidush that Rashi is teaching you. Maybe Rashi means... Stop telling Rashi what he means. Let Rashi tell you. Read it again. Read it again. Let the Gemara teach you. Read it again. One more time. Oh, the Gemara is saying. One more time, the Rashi. Taisvis. Don't stop things in there. Don't put in. See, be loyal to all the words. To exactly. Notice a subtle change. He said that a little awkwardly. Why did he say... What's he telling me? Till you're like convinced you know what Rashi taught you. That, that's how you learn Torah. Till you're convinced you know what Hashem was saying to you. People quickly put, so Reb Volman said, the test of every book is the Chachmas HaTayra go from the Torah to the man's head or from the man's head to the Torah. Did it, which way did it go? And he said, that's the test of every book. He should be Gebenched, the author. So the author puts it as Daskamas. I was a little <coughs> weary. I looked to the book. The attack was Gishmak, that he was criticizing the book, that you just took your ideas in Torah. It was very clear. He doesn't finish. The man, I guess, thought that Rabbulman meant. And of course, the Sefer passes the test. He doesn't say that. He says, the test of every good Sefer is this question. Okay. So the man published this great Askama that Rabbulman said, the test of every good Sefer is this question. Clearly, Reb Bowman, like didn't bother writing, and this Sefer passes the test because he didn't believe it passed the test. He believed the man was putting a lot of his ideas into the Torah. And he was saying that you have to, he was giving the guy a little Musser, and the guy put the Musser as his Haskama of the Sefer. Maybe he's in a Varadikra, I don't know. But <coughs> the Kitzur Advarim is, is that this that Reb Bowman said is what all of us have to strive in this as we're growing in Torah. Now, it entails two parts. Because certainly if we're just loyal when we learn, and we're learning Hashem's putting His Chachma in us, we're learning a Rashba and Yevamas, so be loyal to the Rashba. Be very loyal. Don't be that person who's hoody. Sometimes the more average Kishrin, in the Yeshiva, we're like, I don't want to say we're cursed, because Kishrin's a good thing. The Kishrin in Yeshiva is above average, and I'm convinced. It's obvious that the average intelligence here is higher than most schools in the world, if not any. But it's not necessarily a blessing, and be careful. 
it could be abused. When you're studying a Rashba, make sure the Rashba is teaching you, you're not teaching the Rashba. Make sure you're loyal to what he's saying. I met a chassidish yid. My wife and I, one year, we needed to, we needed, we had a certain matzah. We went to Oppenheimer's Hotel for the second day's Pesach. It was awesome. It was my mishpacha, Yaakov groans, he loved it. It was our mishpacha and a group of chassidim. And one of the chassidim there, we learned a lot. We spent, I was going to spend a lot of time learning that Pesach. And there was a chassidish guy who kept learning with me. He was brilliant. He was a chavrusa, one of the greatest rebbes in the last 100 years. He learned from the chavrusa. Wow. The rebbe was like being the care of him. He was a wild ilui, but he had no, he wasn't beholden to anything. And I saw, I loved learning with him because he, he was beyond. He was like <coughs> this genius. But he couldn't make himself the information, what the rat, I was like, Abereberish, the Rashba. He didn't care what the Rashba said. He was much too busy with his computations. He couldn't go from the Torah to his mind. That's a bigger Nisayan than us average guys. Us average guys, what is the Rashba saying? Please teach me. He couldn't do that. So on one level of all you're learning, you're learning a Rashba, wherever you're learning, be honest. Don't look to shtup and Torah is not a propaganda safer to take out the things you like. I always tell guys to collect your style vert, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But make sure, Rabbi, say, that you're very loyal. You're reading the Torah. You're very open-minded to the ideas Torah that teaching. And when you have an idea that runs contrary to, to who you are, don't dismiss it. Don't throw it away. Those are very important. Those are very important to think. Maybe there's an area I have to, like, move myself a little bit. So Mitzad Echad's being very loyal in all your learning. That you're really a person with Chachmas HaTorah. <coughs> the Mitzad Sheni is the point that the person has to be working on himself at the same time, has to want to work on himself, like Rabbi Kiva understood. Rabbi Kiva went back to Torah. His goal was to be working on himself hard, hard. I want to be a Ben Torah. I must be working on myself. It's the Musr that we push so much in the yeshiva, and the beautiful product that's dazzling, that people are marveling at. They're going, whoa. What is this? Is this Nakuda Torah and Musr together? But in honesty, the word sincere, a sincerity, a real want to change, a real want to grow. I say this all the time. The first Kenyan Torah is Talmud. The world translated to learn, just simple pshat. The word Talmud is the rule. It should say Limud. Simple pshat is not a cute pshat. It's the wrong. Anybody, I'm no big bucky and diktuk. Just like you, when I hear Diktuk, it brings back a certain type of teachers. <laughs> Trust me, I have my own nightmares. But the word, thank you. Fine. Thank you, Rafael. But the word is not Talmud, the word is Limud. So Talmud certainly also says to learn, but it says to be malleable. To be malleable. To be malleable means the want to be molded. To allow yourself, say it, to allow yourself to be shaped by something. Allow yourself. I would say, if I had to say the biggest mile of our base medrash, is that humility exists here, perhaps from people who struggled young, that school didn't just go so easily. Maybe we're more, maybe we're gifted that way, that we're willing to say, you know, I need to mold myself, I need to figure things out to make it work. Maybe that's the gift we've been handed, I don't know. 
But the, whatever it comes from, we could th- think and analyze. There's a sincerity that a person here is willing to be molded. Is not haughty enough to say, "This is the way I am, and I'll learn, and I'll know more. I'll be firmer." We're not trying to be firmer. We're trying to, in a real, sincere manner, be connected to Tyra, become one with Tyra that we fit like a glove. That's what we're striving. We'll do anything it takes. Anything it takes, any blockage to work on in a comfortable, healthy way to produce that Ben Tyre that we're striving for. But our knowledge is very much that. That's what we're striving for. Like Rabbi Kiva's start, that produces ironically. Rabbi Kiva was afraid to learn Tyre. Ironically, the one who's most conscious of this became the ultimate person of Tyre Shabal Peh. That Maish Rabbeinu saw Rabbi Kiva, he said, why are you giving Tyre through me? Give it through this man. That's how far it went. The person of Tayr Shabal Peh. Tayr Shabal Peh means the perfected man. Remember Tayr Shabal Peh, the parchment of Tayr Shabal Peh is us. Wow. Tayr Shabal Peh is the perfect person. The ultimate Ben Tayr was Rabbi Kiva. So Rabbi Kiva becomes the picture of the Ben Tayr. He's the Tayr. The Tayr Shabal Peh Yid is Rabbi Kiva. Amazingly, the whole Messiah of Tayr Shabal Peh comes to Rabbi Kiva's five Talmidim. And the one who was worried that his teva didn't work with Tyra, that's the man who has to learn Tyra. That's the attitude you're supposed to come with Tyra. And know it, that we have parts of ourselves that don't fit. I have seen people, you haven't corrected one teva of yourself. You were stubborn when you were 13. You're still a stubborn horse. What's wrong with you? You were haughty when you're young. You're still haughty. What's wrong with you? But they never faced up to flaws. They... All the pretty parts of Tyra, and their Tyra will look when they give the Tyra, the parts that they related to, they give over beautifully. But the parts that didn't connect, why didn't you work on? They didn't understand that's what we're doing. In our study of Tyra, in our pursuit of Tyra, we are perfecting ourselves and working on ourselves to be the Ben Tyra, to be somebody who the Tyra and us is such a good shidduch. Then what a shlemus in a person. What a shlemus in a person. When the midas, the sincerity and the tire comes together in a person, beautiful, you have a shiny man. I dare say you have what's sitting next to me on my left side. <laughs> I want to sing one song, and then we get. Then I want to conclude and get to Gemara because we have to learn tire. We need tire. One song, if you the Yes,
I want to just conclude. Thank you, Arye. That was gorgeous. I want to conclude the following words, my Rebbe, to give us chizuk. In a lot of ways, this was like a scary morning. So I want to end off with the following chizuk that I really want to always <coughs> point us towards. <coughs> this paragraph will be the conclusion on page 41. After working on a negative trait for years, you might think that it's finally eradicated. But the root remains and it comes back and laughs at you. It really all depends on what a person wants to get from Torah. This is the, this is the kicker. It all depends what you want to get from Torah. If he views the Torah as an intellectual pursuit alone, and he did not seek for the Torah to better him as a person, he's in terrible danger. The Torah will turn him into a monster with thick forests of evil rooted deeply in his heart. His desires will be broader, deeper, and darker than ever before. But if a person honestly wants tired to show him the way, it will be a magnificent medicine for him. His pure yearning will cause the tired to grow his positive traits till they smother and kill the bad ones within him. Therefore, must take care to always grow his midas. This is the line. Therefore, conclusion, summary of everything we said this morning. One must take care to always grow his midas and avayda in tandem with his learning. Work on your learning, but because of what you want the Torah to do, make sure you're busy with your midas and avayda. Only this will ensure that for him the Torah will always be a medicine of life. Be very open if somebody points out a criticism of your personality. Not to throw it away. A secure, healthy person knows this is why I learn. It's like an opportunity. Opportunity. The true person, even when somebody criticizes him out of anger, does it is like is the true secure person whose whole goal of learning is to become a ben taira, jumps at the opportunity. You'll never be more right than David Amelech. David Amelech, the Gemara says, whoever says he sins, a taya is, is is wrong. And when Nasan said you sin, David Amelech said Khatasi, I sinned. Khatasi, it's against Nasan the Navi. It's against the Gemara. Gemara says he didn't sin, says the Alter of Ardik. His whole purpose of learning was to purify himself. It's a Pasuk, actually. Gam Avducha Nizar Bahem. I once heard from the Chesedah Shayid. Gam Avducha, even your Ebed, David Amelech was Tevairaya, the Tevavesim. Nizar doesn't mean was careful. Zahir means to be lightened. I heard from the Chesedah Shayid. Even your Ebed, Nizar Bahem, was lightened up from the Torah. But David Amelech, David Amelech, said that when Nassim criticized me, he could have said, off with your head rightfully, he could have taken Nassim and Nabi's. The altar says he could have taken off and said, Marid B'Malchus. The Gemara calls Nassim a Tayyah, and David HaMelech says, Chatasi. But if my whole matara is Tikan Amidus, it's to get better, so you said something, just that you think that way, I'm going to work on myself. If it even appears to you that way, and I'm going to work on myself. You know what? that even appears that way that I have work yet to do and there's no shame in having work yet to do maybe the biggest accomplishment right Max in this yeshiva is that there's no shame and I have work yet to do it's a place of challenges like every human being has but there's no shame in that no shame in that. That's just uh, just what's called to be called living. When it's a shame in having challenges, then that's a base akvaris. That's a place of death. It's boring and dead.
Life is tikkun amidus, is working, improving. We always have things that rarely had we discover them. And you get older, you discover new things. With things that you thought you were long ago gone with and come in different forms and you work on it. It's the fun of life. But that's in tandem with his tire that he doesn't want to just be a knowledgeable guy, but a rotten person. Then his tire is a samam of us. So that's what we must work on in tandem, like my Rebbe said. Avoida and Midas, in tandem with this Torah knowledge, to produce the Ben Torah. I want to introduce, and then we'll get to Shiurim. There's a Yid here. In your lifetime, guys, you'll meet loyal friends. There's nothing as precious as a loyal friend. And you'll have, we spoke last night, I didn't speak. The guys who spoke about Sholi and Ush is growing together. When I moved, this is one example of tons. Rai Max was very, very involved in helping the yeshiva. In many ways, worked for the yeshiva for many years. And the loyalty of this man, when I started in, in Blue Ridge, he would walk long distances. The minion, we needed people from Minyanim and Stam to give chizuk. That, and people were nervous. Blue Ridge, you can replace Waterbury, all these different types of fears. He just saw a friend, a friend in need. He would walk long distances to join the minion, to support the minion, to help out. And in all different ways, has been a tremendously loyal friend and somebody who did a lot for the yeshiva, worked many years for the yeshiva. So I want everybody to meet Ray Max. Gemara Shirim 1218. Gemara Shirim 1225.